This is the Wildflower Bee Farm Podcast for Sunday, July 26, 2020. This week I want to talk a little bit about being a bee helper versus a bee keeper. As we approach some very important times of the year in working with bees. The first has to do with how we deal with beehives who gradually continue to grow and need help or may run into trouble. So there's two, there's two ways to think about this. Now, first of all, my definition of a bee helper is someone who works with the bees where honey production is not the primary reason for growing, for, for being with bees or introducing them to the environment. The main reason is to find equilibrium or a way to be self-sustaining where the bees are able to thrive, uh, contribute to the environment economy, where there's a business plan to develop some form of assistance to the person keeping the bees, but it doesn't rely on honey. Because relying on honey will certainly change the relationship between the bee helper, the beekeeper, and the honeybees. The time of the year we're facing now having to do with splitting a beehive or introducing queens, and let me tell you a little bit about that. There seems to be some controversy between the pure, natural beekeepers or bee helpers, the industrial type of beekeepers. And and by the way, regardless of which part of the spectrum you may be on or anyone's on, it doesn't matter because you're working to try to help bees. Where the natural beekeepers are saying you should not introduce any artificial way to interact with your bees, which would include splitting a hive or introducing other queens. Now, at the Wildflower Bee Farm, we just started this year, so we wanted to introduce as many different genetics as we could to the population. The first step we did was we we began to take care of the environment. So on our 50 acres, there's no cash crop farming. It's, It's now in clover. We have yellow clover on the one part of the farm, which will be blooming next year. We planted it this spring. On the other side of the farm, we have white clover. We have hairy vetch. We have balanza clover at the back, and we have crimson clover somewhat in the middle, which in, in the middle to back of the farm will be replaced by wildflower prairie grass seed in the fall. The bush, which is about 10 acres, 15 acres, contributes to diversity in the sense of wildflowers, goldenrod, all other types of environmental um, assistance to the bees, including three ponds, very close bodies of water to where they are. We've also taken the hives and put them in different spots throughout the farm. So you may see two or three hives together, but that will be the maximum. Sometimes we have hives isolated behind mounds and in groves of cedar or other types of trees. We have hollowed out logs, we have top bar hives, and we have traditional Langstroth hives. So the question comes up about how to propagate and how to get different genetics. And during the first two, probably three years, we'll be introducing different genetics from different places and then giving them an opportunity to thrive in our environment by simply helping, not keeping them. As in nature, many will not survive because we're not going to engage in extraordinary means. But the question is this. When it comes to um, helping bees, Uh, My opinion is that it's certainly fine to help them with splits. And today we introduced some queen cells from a different uh, beekeeper to add genetic variation. But a month and a half ago, we also introduced new um, um, queens 
uh, who were ready to lay eggs. They were fertile, fertile and they were ready to lay eggs. And we did that as well to, we added those to splits so that we could have a wider genetic mix among our bees. The second has to do with something we're facing next week, which is mite treatment. So traditionally, bees, mites and bees coexist. There are many different types of mites, but we've all heard of the varroa, which has been destructive to bees throughout the world. The belief is that the varroa mite will will basically, um, if not unchecked, will make the bees very weak and susceptible to other disease and eventually uh, kill them. Now the pure natural group will say that if you if you leave the bees and, and let them live a natural way without pesticides and encourage them and so on, you don't need to treat. The industrial bees and the more conventional thinking is that you need to treat bees with a variety of products. And on the market today, we have two more natural products, formic acid and thymol, which comes from the thyme plant in high concentration. So anytime you take a natural product and increase the concentration, it's really not natural, but it continues to be called a natural product. So formic acid is something you'll find in the sting of ants and even is found in smaller obvious quantities in honey and bees. And thymol, of course, is a, is a plant. If you don't treat bees uh, in our situation because we're, we're starting in this environment, it is highly likely that the majority will perish because these bees have all been treated in their previous environments, whether they're hives we brought in in the spring or offspring from those hives, they have been treated. So the question is, how do we gradually work with them so that they have a chance against mites, but we don't use some of these natural um, products of formic acid and and thymol to harm them or to cause the mites to react significantly when they are, in fact, under, under-treated. We're going to make the decision next week, and we probably will go ahead and treat the majority of the existing hives who have overwintered in the past. They require that assistance. Um, over time, the log hives and those hives in the top bar hives, and even this year, will not be treated. We have one swarm, uh, two swarms in the log hives, and we have four hives in the top bar hives that we will not be treating. Excuse me, we also have some recent splits that we will not be treating at all because there have been no brood or babies, if you will, for the mites to, to grow on because of the time there's been without brood in those hives late in the season, so that should assist them in getting through this. So the, the bee helper philosophy really is one about where, first of all, uh, honey production is not the priority, and two, where creating a positive nurturing environment with adequate food and protection is the primary method to help bees. We're going to continue on, and we'll keep you posted on how this works out with the two different strategies in the sense of as we move through the years, we'll, we'll be looking at different methods to help our bees, but certainly we're going to be providing them with assistance against varroa mites. And we have also, also engaged in purposeful swarming, if you can call it, or splitting to help increase our genetics, which includes bringing in genetics from other areas in hopes that that will add to the mix. And eventually through natural selection and through our helping, we'll have a very strong base of bees from which to build. Expecting it to take anywhere from three to five years, but with the bee, help, bee helping philosophy, it, it's it's my belief that 
it's what will eventually get us to a place of equilibrium and self-sustaining within the hive. So thank you all for listening. This is a busy week because we're going to be doing on Tuesday uh, the uh, formic acid treatments of a significant number of our existing hives and also we'll be doing a bit of uh, adding space for a few that will need it for the winter. We're starting to get ready for the winter and making sure they have enough uh, room and space and health to be able to get on with preparation for the winter. The white clover is blooming significantly right now. I was just out there and you can hear the bees in the white clover as is the crimson clover. So it's going to be a fun time followed by the goldenrod which happens probably I'm thinking probably four weeks from now we should be into goldenrod. So have an amazing day. I'm Henry for the Wildflower Bee Farm. Remember you can go to the wildflowerbeefarm.com you can support us in our become a member. I file a video um, blog every week and make sure you have a look at this one if you can become a member. Uh, your $50 a year membership adds to um, our ability to continue to work to create a positive environment for our bees. Now if you choose to become a queen member, we'll, we'll sponsor a hive after you, you'll get some honey if it's available, and we'll continue more, close, more closer discussions about how your hive is doing. You have an amazing week. Talk soon.